Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment, food as sport, food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today on American Glutton, I am joined by Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes is an actor. No, that's not the right order. Pete Holmes is a comedian, an actor, a writer, and a podcaster. And podcaster maybe should be earlier on that list. I absolutely love his podcast, You Made It Weird. I've known Pete Holmes for a long time, but I've gotten to work with him recently, and we've sat and had wonderful conversations, and I think... Beyond anything else, Pete Holmes is an angel. He is a beacon of light here on Earth, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Also, in this, we mention a clip that I love so much from one of his comedy shows, and I've added that to the show notes. You can find Pete on Instagram, at Pete Holmes. Here we go. Pete Holmes, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. I'm thrilled. You know, this is going to... This is Go ahead. What were you no, saying? No, no, no. You're the guest. You go. <laughs> right away? Yeah. Hit me with it. Let's, let's fucking get into well, it. Well, we were just talking for like 15 minutes, and I wanted to say, without putting any burden on you, you have become this like uh, one of the voices in my head, like a symbol. I like, like that. Like Batman. Yeah. So you understand what I mean? Like you're not responsible for my health, my sobriety, whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's a burden to be like oh, a codependent boy. relationship. Up to now. Yeah. yeah. So don't. No. I hate that. But um, like last night we had dinner, and I'm in a real. I'm sort of in my danger zone when it comes to like health. Yeah. Because I'm bored. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. I'm not like super bored. I'm not depressed. I really am just bored. I can actually be quite content, but also just sort of like. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Not, I have to, yesterday I went for a walk. Great idea. Just expanded. We're in Toronto. Where are we? Like, what's it look like? Yeah. That like gave me some novelty. Cause if I don't get it, I'll look for it in food. Yeah. Which you and I have talked a lot about, but 
that's part of that's what this podcast is about. That's like, all it's about. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I just want to make sure. No, <laughs> I'm this in the right is, lane. This is American glutton, which is all psychological. <laughs> Psychological yeah. gluttony. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't no, no, stop no. watching television. I mean, there's a lot of ways to be a glutton. Sure. I actually think the word, what is it? Passion actually has a negative origin. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. It's know something that. about like a passion. If you're a passionate person in the Greek, it oh, actually they wanted was like, to excise the passion. It's like get rid of them. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Now we're like get pat. Well, we're an addict culture. It's like sure applauded to be addicted to money and power and work and rise and grind. We'll get to that. <laughs> but and the Greeks, there was a lot of just like suck it up and take it. Was there even keeled? Well, I guess the, sto- yeah, yeah, temperance, the Stoics temperance. are like that. Yeah. yeah, and even the, I guess that not so much the hedonists, but I think that's become bastardized. But there were Greek schools. Those were the hipsters they, of yeah, ancient exactly. Greece. Were the <laughs> Joe Mandy, the comedian, has this great point where he's like, they're going to look at the early 2000s and think we were all hipsters. The hipsters were just our hippies. <laughs> right. He's like, it wasn't all hippies. That's a fringe that's a fringe. It's just what you took pictures of. It is very <laughs> cyclical, I think. It These is. trends, there they are. come back and you're yeah. just like, no, I, I recognize that, but the language around it has become different. Yeah. Well, these structures, these social structures don't work. Right. We were talking about in between takes how reality, and I say this with love and, and gratitude to reality, it also doesn't work. Right. It doesn't really work. There's something a little bit off about reality. The whole thing is off. Mm-hmm. To win, something else has to lose. To eat, something else has to die. Even plants. Yeah. Not, not water. I suppose water is sort of a miracle thing that just kind of keeps regenerating. Right. That's, That's pretty cool. actually really interesting right? because <laughs> water on this planet is fixed yeah there is a fixed constant no new water no it's no, always the same whether it's, it's a gas peak. a solid or a liquid Isn't it's that always the same and that maybe even that makes it worse because you're like why can't it all be water why can't it why can't <laughs> we live on sunlight and water yeah you hear stories of like uh you know people in india like holy men in india that only live on sunlight yeah or only live on water and sunlight i'm like yeah because that is the least harmful way to go. But we're talking about how reality doesn't work. So we build these structures, and I'm not like a huge social scientist fan that can like explain how everything is a construct, but everything is a construct. Sure. We're building a thing. Oh, there's this and this, and there's biological things that lead certain ways, but all, there's always gonna be a group of outliers, whether it's hippies or, or hipsters or, or whatever it is. I mean, I don't wanna get into Salem witch trials, but there's always gonna be people that reject some people think that there was nothing supernatural going on at the witch trials. You're just looking at the oppression of single landowning women. Right. Right. There's always going to be people that don't fit into what's going on. Yeah. And that's, it's like the matrix. You remember how the matrix, yeah. the fifth version of the matrix, I, I mean the matrix, not the movie, but the matrix in the movie, the matrix, they're like, we started allowing for the one, like we know the one is coming. Yeah. That's what society does. Yeah. We know these disruptions ready. come. Yeah. yeah. And we make adjustments. And you know, we were talking about morality. Yeah. That's what morality is doing. It's constant. Mel Brooks movies do not age well. They don't. They don't. And and that's okay. And I not, remember watching them as a fired. little kid and still feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I was, yeah. But like, but going like, there's also some really funny stuff in there. Yeah. I felt bad in Blazing Saddles watching Richard Pryor. I was like, there's something... It's uncomfortable. There's something nasty. Yeah. I, I couldn't even quote a line from it. Sure. Because there are those movies that I watch with my dad that have the dad association, so I don't like watching them. Yeah. They're like, they become his movies. Right. I don't want to watch my dad's movies. But like, even as a kid, I was like, there's something sad happening. Well, th- this is my thought with, um, especially where science is involved and biology and all of that. Like, everything, 
all the health metrics that we get told, even that in my lifetime, those metrics have moved. Like yeah. I remember when I went from uh, normal highish blood pressure to hypertension, mm. my blood pressure didn't, didn't change. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their number changed. It's like my doctor has the wheel and he goes, "You're obese." Yeah, and I'm like, get the fuck Come out of my on, face, guy. dude. I'm yeah. not. Like, right, I'm not. By what standard? <laughs> yeah, by what standard? Like that that thing had segregated schools. Yeah, like the, exactly. the wheel you're using. Hundred percent. That was in a different time. And as we, as a society, grow larger, you know, and there's, I don't think you could point your finger at one thing and say it's just processed food, which some people try to do, yep. or it's just that Americans eat too much meat, or yep. it's that they're sedentary, or they're depressed, or it's that we're so wealthy that we have food at Best right. Buy now, right. right? Right. Okay, it's all of that. It's It's all of it. But as America grows larger, those health averages are going to shift to make allowances for that. Hmm. And so I think our health is going to decline. Like we see it now right. where the for, for hundreds of years, the average lifespan was getting longer and now it's kind of plateaued. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, no. And it's going to take a little dip, too. <laughs> Right, which is a big dip. It's the word dip is so cute, but we're talking about people dying yes. like earlier, which is dip. which is a bummer for me. Like it it's not a value I hold. Like well, you know, yeah. let's get rid of people. I like yeah. people. Yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah. what makes it fun for me. It's funny the value. This is something I've thought a lot. Is like the way that we look at the planet too. You're talking about obesity or 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 health or longevity. There's a parallel to how we look at the earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's like everything is everything. Right. Do you ever have that revelation? Totally. How you do everything but is I how have you do it, everything. The same revelation, <laughs> there's like a a little pause, a little dash, and it's also nothing. Oh, no. It's all nothing. <laughs> right. But it's all everything, too. One of my favorite spiritual teachers, uh, Byron Katie, says it's all one, but she also goes, it's all none. I've met her. She's great. She's incredible. Yeah. So when she had her like revelation, whatever you want to call it, it it, it kind of makes it like the stuff of angels to call it a revelation, but I'll call it a revelation. She had like a conversion experience where she went from a miserable person yeah. to a free person. And it was in part of it had to do with being murdered, like like there murdered? was there or being but attacked. Wasn't there a physical assault that was part of this? It, not in her. Not not that I'm aware of okay. in her. Like the story was. She went to a, like, you don't say halfway house anymore, but like a house for recovering, I think it was addicts actually, yeah. because she was so depressed, she was a risk to herself, and the only hospital in the town that they had room for her was an addict hospital, and they put her in the attic uh, alone, because she was so antisocial that she like just spit bile right. at everybody, which I, I, that part of the story is so essential, because we all have that. I, I told you about when I had nicotine withdrawal and I was at the airport. This is why I'm not back on nicotine. Right. It seems so benign. No, and even it's... Dr. Huberman is like, it's actually kind of good. And I was like, look, I love Dr. Huberman, but I feel like you need to say like, it's good as long as you have it. Yeah. Like if you take it away, it's it becomes really fucking not good. Right. I'm not talking about coffee withdrawal or sugar withdrawal or alcohol withdrawal. No, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah. You become, I think, what Katie was, right? Which is someone who only sees the negative, not only negative but attacks it. Then she was one morning. She woke up 
the sun was on her and a cockroach crawled over her leg and she had what in the like the spiritual world is like a spontaneous revelation meaning she wasn't meditating she wasn't she didn't change anything she didn't see a guru she didn't take acid she was just woke up one morning like Eckhart Tolle snapped there's like I saw Eckhart in LA recently and he said, no one wakes up from their comfort zone, right. which is very challenging for me because I'm a very comfortable person. Yeah. But whenever I'm depressed, which happens, uh, you know, pretty regularly, talk about the ebbs and flows of life, meaning I can predict it. I, I just go like, sweetheart, the black dog is visiting. My wife will know what that means. <laughs> right. I go, oh, thank God, because no one wakes up from their comfort zone. Yeah. If it's working, there's no change. So Katie broke. Eckhart Tolle broke, yeah. and then she she changed. I forgot how we got on that. Subject. No, I, I, the story I remember. She was talking. There, there was you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm an, I can be an argumentative guy, and it wasn't being recorded. My conversation with her, so I was yeah. challenging her a bit. Yeah, and there was something about like she, she was faced with a gun somebody yeah, no, pointed I know the story. It, right so that's what i was thinking him to shoot her for her his for him sake. yes yeah. like don't do this to for yourself you. yeah this will be a bummer for you yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was just utter empathy and compassion right it's a great it's an amazing story what a fucking point of view to take i i'm not there obviously sure. that's what i'm striving for that's what everything that i study not to make the, I, I do want to get back to my food compliments yeah too. but like this morning, that's that's how I start my day is 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 reading things that reinforce this worldview, this idea that this is this is not it's not we're not seeing things clearly. Right. The the separation between you and I is an illusion. And true love isn't just, oh, Ethan has me on his podcast. Ethan gives me all these amazing health tips which have changed my life, which I love. Right. Ethan gives me inspiration. That's fucking well vodka, man. That sucks. The top shelf, <laughs> the real stuff is recognizing the the essential nature of you and, and me is the same. Yeah. And and that sounds sort of like almost narcissistic. It's like, well, I love you because you're me. You're not Pete. You're but we're the same. You're yeah, right. You, we get this. Well, but that's what Katie and Eckhart seem to have woken up to. Yeah. That's why they're like, I don't want you to suffer. She doesn't care if she dies. I believe that. Right. I and Eckhart Tolle, when I saw him, said that he had a diagnosis. And you're watching a man like not to change when I see Chris Rock going against Will Smith. And like going like, you're never going to see me crying on Oprah and fuck you and saying all this stuff. I'm just sort of like, we, we need, we need something better. Yeah. I, my hero, I'm not saying Chris did, did it wrong. Like, good for you. That's his art. That's a, and I, as a comic, I support that. But I'm also like, I'm at this age, I'm drawn to the guy that's not afraid to die. I'm drawn to the woman that doesn't want someone to shoot her yeah. because she doesn't want him to feel the guilt that's next level it's not just good comedy it's like next level life right but also you're not going to see me cry but i'm going to be really angry and for me like well that's just an emotion that is right next to crying pain for, is, for pain. me anger is sadness in disguise totally and that and that's look I, I wasn't planning on talking about that but i watched it and everybody was talking about it and it made me very sad. Me too. Yeah. It made me sad superficially because I didn't laugh. Oh, I didn't. I didn't laugh at all. I also didn't. In not look. I love Chris. Yeah. I have. I. I not that I just have to. I think he's of, great. Yeah. What I mean by I have to is not that he's just. I'm one of his tribe, but I also. This is one of the greats. You know what I mean? Sure. 
but I'm also like, we're also human and we're also dealing with a lot of stuff. And this is a, a, a tragedy at a certain level that I can't even imagine. Like yeah. everyone saw that. My mom saw it. You know yeah. what I mean? This isn't, this isn't Beverly Hills cop. This is, this is everybody saw yeah. a trauma and you can deal with that however you want. And that is valid. And I respect it. And it's also expected. And you also have 5,000 people telling you, you when are you going to do it? Right. When are you yeah. going to do it? That's your business. What are you going to do? Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. It's like you're an army and you got invaded. You have armies attack and comedians respond. Right. <laughs> you know, I get it. But I, I saw that sadness. And, and when he was like, I'm not going to cry. I was like, buddy, maybe, maybe, maybe you, you would should. feel better if yeah. you cried. You know how happy I would be. Yeah. I don't have to see it. Sure. But, but again, we're getting into masculinity. But I, but I think the that strength all of this of vulnerability, the strength of the strength of, of vulner, vulnerability, and also like it, and I think this plays into what we started talking about, which is food and and our own stuff with our bodies and yeah. society and the well, social denial nature. Too. Food right. is a denial of of how you're feeling too. Yeah, it, yeah. and then we have we find ourselves in a day and age where everybody gets to weigh in on everything. Yeah, that's right. Which is really, really difficult. Yeah. Which is really difficult. That it might be a good place for your compliment. So last night we had dinner. And I'm, like I said, I, today the words danger zone came into my mind. Right. I was like, I really am in my danger zone. Because you know I'm sober, but I'm California sober, which means I'll smoke pot occasionally. <laughs> right. So I went and bought a vape pen because I'm bored. Sure. And that's not great for me. It, it, it's not horrible. For me, weed has like a self-destruct in it because it will make me foggy. And then I will quit. I, not only will I quit, my wife has seen me do this 10 times in our relationship. I'll, I'll weaponize my hatred for it. Right. I'll go, it's evil. Yeah. It's, and I'll watch videos about how it deteriorates neurogenesis. Yeah. And I'm like, some people got schizophrenia from it. Oh, for, yes. And I love it. Yeah. And I'll sauna and I'll exercise and I'll cleanse and I love it. it it's actually not to unpack it too much, but it's going against. It's going in that ebb and flow of like, there's something wrong with me and like, I, I'm evil and I'm good and I'm evil and I'm good. We'll get into that maybe later. But anyway, I, I, start, I bought a vape pen, smoked a little bit, really enjoyed it. Then the next night, smoked a little bit, didn't enjoy it as much. That's what it is, Ethan. Yeah. I know you know. Sure. I know you fucking know. But the sadness, the first time I smoked it, and I've had experiences like this with pornography too. Like I'll go off pornography for long times. I just everybody can do what they want to do but for me it, it's not my favorite thing about myself sure <laughs> i said on stage one just, i'm like it's not like a classic memory yeah yeah <laughs> like it doesn't gonna, stand up no no you're never gonna be like let me tell you the story of the time i got out my laptop and covered up the camera yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. not it's not a great moment that in your little day. piece of tape <laughs> Or like a folded hotel card. Like it's always right. some, the Wi-Fi password thing gets put over it. Yeah. So sad. Not, it's not sad. It's just human. But it's not, it's not like optimum me. Anyway, I've had moments where I go off porn for a really long time and then I look at it and I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Right. There are gorgeous women that filmed themselves being naked like like you're like eight not eight but 12 years old again you're like, oh my god yeah and then the next day you go back and it it's, it's not different. there anymore yeah. well, I, I, you you weren't enjoying pornography you weren't enjoying weed you were enjoying novelty right you were enjoying your brain which is an idiot it's a genius and an idiot just got lit up a section of it that hadn't been lit up weed pornography coffee booze i'm off that stuff but like you know like it's just looking for something different for whatever reason. Do you find that there's a disconnect between us and our brain? 
Yeah. Like I, I, I'm constantly struggling with this idea of who I am. Like what is, what is I? And yeah. I think there's so many eyes and they all have different functions, but I do run into like, I'm at odds with my body a lot. I mean, for real. And I hear Valerie, Valerie would say she's incredible. She'll be like, uh, sometimes like I told her the porn thing. I was like, it was incredible. I looked at it. And I was like, it was like Christmas morning or something. Right. And I don't know why my, my shame wants to be like, and it was just like soft core. It wasn't like something horrible. Right. Just kind of like frolicking. What women. Cinemax started as. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Very gentle. And so not degrading. Sure. Just like nakedness. And I was like, and I told Val this and she was like, yes, that's it. Sometimes it's great. And sometimes it, it doesn't work. And it, it's interesting that these things are built. It's a clue, Val told me, to the universe. The way the universe works, it, there's a huge clue in the fact that eating doesn't work. Feeling good all the time doesn't work. Yeah. Heroin doesn't work. Cocaine doesn't work. Uh, alcohol doesn't work. Right. That's a clue. <laughs> right. That's a clue. Yeah. It's, it's grace. It's like a hidden message in a dream. Yeah. We're in this weird dream. So the first time I smoked pot on this trip, which was two nights ago, I looked at my room, we're in the same kind of room, sat on this exact same couch, and I was like, this room is beautiful. Yeah. I, re I was like, oh my God. Like, I didn't watch TV. I sat on the couch and looked at the room and was like, I wrote myself a letter, like really just like a beautiful, like I love you and you I mean nice it. nice night with yourself. Night yeah. with myself. And I needed it and it was great. Here's the problem. Next night you go back, and same you're, thing. You want that. You, you want, want to it. have that night again. And now the way the human brain works is it's now it has something very recent to compare it to. This could be a trip to the beach. This yeah. could be a movie that you watched. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. Uh, so going back to spirituality, that, that's one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with that because that is the most consistent, deep, deep, deep thing. I don't want to call it a deep hole, sure. but it's like the deeper you go in, the more satisfaction you find that that's, there's nothing else really like that yeah. for me. When you get, when you get, when you, if, if you're going, and again, I, I don't know that hole is the right word, but when you're getting into it and you feel that you're making progress, does the physical matter less to you? Well, okay. So that's what Val's voice with your question. That's what we were talking about. She's like, Val is an embodied, she's a somatic teacher and dancer and mindfulness teacher. So she's a great counterpoint and just grace, 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 gift, 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 beautiful balance. Yeah. Real good yin and yang in our house. I'm the guy that quietly, privately, meaning I don't go around yelling this to people. I'm like, I think only God is real. And this is just kind of a classroom, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a beautiful classroom. I love my daughter. I love you. I love my wife. You know what I mean? Sure. I love my job. I'm, I'm in it. I'm invested. But there's a little part of me that's going like, look at Pete. He's Pete's angry today. <laughs> right. Look at Pete. Like, oh, Pete can't stop smoking weed. He bought that little bit. Like, because, because there's a, a smile, the little Buddha smile that you're like, it's not the real show. Yeah. The things that change aren't the real show. The real show is what doesn't change, I guess is one way to put it. But then you cut to Val and, and she's like, she would say to Will Smith, honey, like, sweetheart, that's in your body. Right. We need to like 
cry. We need to mourn. Yeah. We need to talk. We need to dance. Like fucking dance. Like for real. Yeah. That calls for dance. Sure. Like like really. Yeah. You gotta move. Something. You gotta get it moving. Yeah. Or it, you or right. you could lift static. Yes. And stasis there is probably the worst thing you can Stretch. do. Stretch. It, it, it's like you you don't want to be the pond with the scum and the like, right. and that's what a lot of men are taught to be. Just like be still, like you're hunting something. Yeah. It's like actually you want to be a river. You want to keep moving. You sediment doesn't collect in a river. So Val is wonderful i'm over there reading some weird text about how nothing is real <laughs> and only god exists and she's over here going like that's great it's not for me um can we get into your body can you figure out how you feel right now yeah so to your point there's a whole boardroom of of pete's i would i would classify all those as as different sides of my ego and when when i we were talking about when i was on set and i was bored and I ate like two big fucking things of goldfish crackers. Or very small things of goldfish crackers. I mean, crackers. they weren't that big. That's right. They weren't that big. But I did but take we can, two. We can replay it in our mind and it was gallon size. That, <laughs> that's right. It wasn't the gallon size. No. Can I tell you the best thing I've learned about? This is the perfect podcast to share this. How do you know you're in a binge? Yeah. You ask yourself, how much is enough? And if the voice says back, never right that's how you know you're in a binge. yeah yeah and that doesn't mean i can stop very often when i'm in a binge i go i'm in a binge yeah like i just know and i've got to ride it out and and it's just what's happening yeah and then the game and this isn't for everybody meaning it wasn't even always for me then the game comes don't make it an eight ball don't have the high of the food and the shame of the heroin right coke and heroin sure the up and the down don't go into a shame spiral don't beat yourself up it, it's okay yeah. because I think it feeds off of the rush of like an equus, like the, uh, the play. Well, because we can also like make it yourself. way worse. Yeah, we can. We, there, there is a point where the shame can go. Like, well, then I'm gonna really go in. That's on right. Myself. That's right. We the we broke the seal. Yeah. Now we're on a, a real binge, like a week. I don't really do it that way. I I tend to go. I binge at night and then the next morning I'll fast and I'll exercise. Like it's, yeah. it's real addict behavior. But I was, I was struck by two things. One, you, you being on set wasn't my favorite because I love, <laughs> I love talking about health with you. Yeah. And here I am. So, but I said to you, I was like, the binge started because I saw these kids at the airport eating Cheez-Its yeah. and, and the voice. So talk about the council of aspects of my ego it disguises itself as love and liberty right. and freedom. And that's what marketing is. Marketing would tell you Budweiser is freedom. Yeah. Motherfucker, you ever see someone drinking Budweiser? That not, bitch, it doesn't seem That bitch free. look free? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say, but you know what I mean. I'm just like Miller High Life. Right. How fucking dare you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. No, they've got microbrews now. Like they've got, that, you know, 7% by volume German ales. That to me sounds closer to freedom than Budweiser. <laughs> you know? I just mean calling it the high life too. Sure. Yeah. The marketing. So you have a marketing board in your head that says, I love you. Life is, it's almost always a fear of death, impermanence. You're like, life is painful. Then it'll twist it and go like, there are people that don't have Cheez-Its. Yes. These Cheez-Its are free. Your job is hard, but it's a lie. It's, I picture the hormone monster from Big Mouth. Yeah. He seems like your friend. He's not. No. He just wants, 
then I hear Val's voice going like, Pete, and I hear your voice. We have to balance that like demoniz demonization with just like, and sometimes life is eating some Cheez-Its and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Can you eat it with joy? Can you eat it calmly? Right. With me, not really. <laughs> but, I, but, 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 I, but I think that's a great point because I think that for people who experience these things as you and I do, that if you know it's gonna happen, if you can get into like forecasting, shit, this is gonna happen, and there's no deviation, right? Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better to try and enjoy it than it is to just be in the shame. For me, shame was always going down a deeper hole. Well, that, I people might not know this about you because going back to that original compliment, which we will stick the landing on, you are like a symbol. I'm like, okay, Ethan, you inspire me. Right. And here I am eating Cheez-Its in front of you. Right. <laughs> It's like, you know, we're in a program. Yeah. And and now you're watching me and it's like, well, what? how are we going to do this? And you really, and it's a great compliment, just like Valerie, nothing is really gained from like a, what do you, what the fuck is I don't, I don't experience like that. that. Yeah. I don't experience a moment of, you know, I'm sure we could paint a scenario where I would. There are certain alcoholics I know who have gone out of sobriety and i do experience that i yeah. experience fuck yeah i don't really say that to them anymore i did many decades ago i would be the guy going what's happening you're giving up some portion of your life right now right yeah, yeah. but i also think with booze and drugs the stakes are so much higher than with a bag of cheeses i agree and that's where valerie's voice comes in yeah and and i need that balance because again addicts are very black and white yeah and you're like I've now done it. I'm now in the, I'm now bad. Right. It all goes back to my Christian thing. God doesn't love me. Yeah. So if God doesn't love me, I might as well snuggle up to this devil because at least he's given me a hand job. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, there's like, some pleasure. Yeah. Here. Like we'll, we'll, we'll suffer when we're in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like I don't believe any of that. I'm just saying, I think the human psyche kind of works in those absolutes. I'm now an evil boy and I might as well be an evil boy. But you know, it's, it's like, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., obviously a lot of these people that understood that light is actually way more Fred Rogers. These are people that know that it's not right. Fuck you, dude, because that becomes my liberty. Yeah. Now you are, you're actually yes anding the premise that my freedom and my liberty is eating Cheez-Its. Sure. It's not. Right. But if you become the the imposing army. No, you now back I it up. Can, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. This person's telling me I can't. Yeah, I when don't really think we, we get need... anywhere. You know, the deepest empathy I have is for parents of children who have substance abuse problems or even weight problems. Yeah. Because I just personally believe that individuals change when they want to change. And so no amount it's of It's a fascinating tisking, topic, yeah. Yeah, and so you get you get yourself, and, and I utterly empathize with what I put my parents through. Yeah. As a parent now, going, all I want to do, every decision with my kids is made trying to not fuck them up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And not impose some counter to whatever they're thinking that is going to force them to continue doing the thing. You know what I mean? That's right. And it's also like, I don't know what's absolutely correct for them either at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, I, I it's so much to say, but it, it, it struck me silent <laughs> because yeah. I feel the same way as, as a father too. My style is a little bit more like it, it will work itself out yeah. because that's what it seems to do. 
And like you're saying, if you if you become the villain to that activity, then then it's happening for sure. And then yeah. you're powerless. Well, that's so we were. I told you that I, I'm way, I, I can't even call myself a vegan anymore. I was always a flegan, a flexible vegan. <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah. No one know, knows what that means. I'd go, I eat fish and they'd go, so you're a pescatarian. I go, I don't really eat dairy though. Right. There's no term for it. I've also heard segan, like S-E-A. <laughs> it fucking good. sucks. Stuff out of the ocean. Sucks. Yeah. Segan. Did I tell you my argument for mollusks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Okay, that good. they're like sea vegetables? Yeah. But then, so we were like, are we going to raise Leela, that's our daughter, uh, vegan? And Val's was, was always, you know, even more flex, which I liked. Everybody assumed she was the vegan that made me a vegan, but I actually made her. Right. I was like, I, I one time Instagrammed a picture of um, Elizabeth Moss on Handmaid's Tale eating. Yeah. And of course she looks depressed because it's a depressing show. I was like, cooking vegan got my girl looking like, <laughs> and like, like Val was always like. That's this is awesome. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I sometimes I would say I'm so vegan my dog doesn't eat what I drop. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't eat it. Some fucking grape. Away. He's like, yeah. I don't need this. <laughs> That's not for me. So I'm way less vegan, meaning I, I I eat fish almost every day, and then I started eating a little bit more chicken. Yeah. And that that's because a lot of that has to do with a million things. But we were like, are we gonna raise Leela vegan? And we we're like, no, for a million reasons that we're talking about. I think that becomes more about you. Yeah. Like your daughter is your trophy and you're like, she's a vegan. Right. It's like, I, we're just like, you can eat whatever you want. turns out my daughter really doesn't like meat. She doesn't want it. Sure. Um, I think that is because we never gave it to her. Uh, but she can eat whatever she's had a hamburger. She's had pepperoni pizza and stuff. This is a long way to say it's because we want her to figure out as I did on my own, like what makes them feel good. Yeah if it's ethically or physically or whatever. Because I have that voice. I told you about it already. It already came up. I don't like the movie Blazing Saddles because it's my dad's movie. Yeah. So that just blocked out The Godfather. Same thing. Right. It's supposed to be the greatest movie of all time. I don't know. Because I can't see it. Yeah. Because it's my dad's movie. Yeah. I can't see it. Because he watched it. I've never seen it. And you would be watching it through his I've eyes. I've watched it. Yeah. I've never seen it. Right. <laughs> so like you got to like keep your hands off a little bit. Here's the compliment. Last night, because I'm in the danger zone, get back to the room and I, the, you know, attic stuff. Sure. We're at dinner and I'm like, I did pretty good. I had a salad and I had a piece of fish. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I didn't really eat much. I didn't have any bad cheating that we day. We didn't have bread. Nope. We didn't do any of the bad stuff. No bad no stuff. Dessert. No bad yeah. stuff. And uh, by the way, we split a salad. So that's even better. I mean, come on. Yeah. We nailed it. Yeah. And the, and the rice that it came with was like looked like a rolling paper of rice. <laughs> right. I was like, this is, a, this is great. I nailed this. And then I'm like, it's that voice. It's the hormone. He's like, when do we get back to the room? Because fucking, no, I'm joking. But Sindhu told me that the restaurant has incredible tiramisu, which is my favorite dessert. Right. And I'm like, why did you tell me that? Yeah. It's like telling, you know, somebody there's Jack Daniels in your room. Did you know there's Jack? I can actually handle that. I can't handle Twizzlers in the room. Yeah. I tell my travel agent, tell the hotel, no mini bar. Because when Holmesy comes back from the stand-up show, he's filled with endorphins and adrenaline and all these feel-good chemicals. And then the monster says, you should eat the Skittles and then I'll eat everything. Right. So that's a problem. So we get rid of it. Booze, I don't, I'm just like, that's, I have enough negative association with that that I can stay away from that. Anyway, I'm like, I'm going to go back to the room. I, I wasn't sure. It was like, but it was, it was percolating. It was like, are you going to go back to the room and order a tiramisu? And then it's like, are you going to order two? Because it's a little weird to get one sure. dessert. 
Yeah. You should probably get a couple desserts. Like that's that's actually what it's saying. It's like it's weird to have them order room service with just one thing. Maybe it's your monsieur and French fries. Right. Now you're really Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a better balance. <laughs> You'd get by the time you're on to half of the second tiramisu, it doesn't taste good anymore. But those French fries yes. would real ACDC. Yeah, like this is chasing you like the porn bubble. They talk about pornography isn't about uh, coming; it's about the bubble you get in when you're looking for something that turns you on. Right, and when you're in that bubble. It's the same as rock climbing. Yeah. It you really can, is. You can do it forever. Yeah. And, and your brain isn't thinking about the things you're worried about. Right. It's not thinking about death. It's not thinking about that email you need to write or the work you've been putting off. You're just looking for a handhold on a mountain. Yeah. Same thing is happening. So same thing is happening when you're going from tiramisu to French fries. You're just, you found a way to put cotton balls all around your anxiety or your dread, your loneliness. Yeah. Your exit. By the way, Val's voice, we're in a... A mystery. It's very confusing. Yeah. I like to say we all woke up in something we don't, we didn't ask for and we don't understand. Yeah. We all walk around wearing pants and going, hello, Ethan. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> what we're in, the we're fuck in outer goddamn this? space. Yeah. We're in outer space. Yeah. And no one knows. That piece that you did, it's very funny, but it also has so much truth it's, to it. It's I watch it. I watch I really it once a week, it. and I watch it and go, "Yeah, that's it." And I told you, your sister-in-law shared she, it. Yeah, and yeah, I think she might have been why it went viral. It's I don't know, so but good. like, it's gone all around. But I, I'm a what is this person? I never forget what. It's a part of my identity. Is I don't stop on set going like, "Great, we're at work in Toronto on Earth, and right. I'm a person." But what is this? We don't know. Yeah. And, and I love science, but they don't know either. They don't know. What is, well, it's okay. Well, it's okay. That even they don't if know. you get, go down the deepest scientific route, what is some huge percentage is dark matter, yeah. which we have. And, and or that, the human brain. I think it's in the high nineties, the right. percentage of the human brain. We don't, we don't know anything about it, which is okay. They're doing great building bridges and making cures for disease and all that sort of stuff is amazing here. here I actually want to do this as a stand-up bit. And it's something I, I heard, Rupert Spira, who's a non-dual teacher that I absolutely love, S-P-I-R-A on YouTube, if people want to check him out. But um, he makes this great point that I, I want to turn it into a bit because I'm just like, I just got, people just have to hear this. So, the, you know, there's these TED Talks going around that became very popular where they're like, science is pretty sure that reality is a shared hallucination. Right. And they go, but, and I'm with them. By the way, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, mystical Christianity are all with you. Yeah. We're all with you. Right. This is just sort of a, I asked Bill Nye, why do these molecules repel these molecules? And he's like, science says, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> right. This is the same thing as this. I'm touching a couch cushion. It's the same thing. Yeah. Why do they repel each other? Why is there resistance? We don't there, know. There's more open space within these than there is closed space. Forget it. And yet we can't. Yeah. Forget it. Going back to the shared hallucination. Um, Here's where I think science is hubris, and I say this with love and respect. We're talking to fucking microphones made by science, yeah. and I'm alive. And what? Well, that's not true. I'd be alive without science, but probably my eye would be falling out. Anyway, um, they say it originates in the brain, right? And did I already say this to you? No, because I was talking about it on set. I was like, that would be like me saying, Ethan, you're asleep right now. You're in a dream. Yeah. And it originates from this chair. Right. The chair is part of the dream. Yeah. The brain is part of the hallucination. Where does the certainty come 
that you can pinpoint a part of the illusion that is the origination of the illusion. Yeah. Does anyone understand how that is the illusion? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It would be like, I, I can't think of another way to explain it, but it would be like looking at a drawing and being like, and this, this mark of the pen over here is the origin of the drawing. Yeah. It's like, it, that is the drawing or it is the illusion. The brain is the illusion. You're looking at a brain. You're looking at a cat scan. That's part of the illusion. Looking at another part of the illusion going, this is where the illusion comes from. Right. Like that's where, why spirituality is always interesting to me. Cause at least we can concede it's a mystery. There, there's something unknown is doing something we know not what. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds frightening, but when you get into it and you allow that to sort of overtake you and quiet your mind, you realize that it's, that it's benevolent. Yeah. That's not a theory. That's, ex, that's an experience it's, anyone can have. Right. It's an, it's an anecdotal thing that, that I think most people would agree on. Yes. And if you're running into things that are saying you're bad and you're evil and, and I'm going to eat your, eat your balls that's that's a member of your boardroom right gone awry right and there's a lot of like you know ignorant in buddhism when they say ignorance it means like ignoring it's like an or a forgetting of your true identity and we do horrible things yeah and there's horrible things in you like telling you lies like you know, I, I don't believe in the devil, but I like the idea of a deceiver. I believe the devil is your ego. It's, right. it's telling which you, is within us. It's yeah, you. Totally. You made yeah. it. It's real. It's as real as you tell it. It's real. Yeah. You know, the devil made you do it or whatever. But it, it's what tells me. Sometimes I'll look at my iPhone and go, "I have the newest iPhone," and you go, "Like I'm a cool guy." Right. That's the devil. Yeah. I, I don't mean it's evil. No, it's but not it, evil. But it is something that <laughs> I think of all these things as just distractions. <laughs> I have the new iPhone. Yeah. You ever catch yourself? All the time. I have a cool car. Like, all the fuck time. All. Yeah. Yeah. But that awareness, it's not But stop. then I also have it where I look at my shit and it's in contrast to maybe me as a younger person or even what I goals I set for myself. Yeah. And there can be a little bit of like, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You, you mean in a good way? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, that's, a, it's never see, that's about an iPhone. Too. It's never about an iPhone. And you know, gratitude is a really, really powerful energy. And I'd, I'd just rather be, I'd rather have top shelf gratitude, gratitude for n not. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like stability or yeah. reliability in your life. Right. There's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of my friends right now are going through like all these things and it's just really, it's gratitude is good. Yeah. But when you get caught in believing a marketing campaign that you really yes. are living Miller's high life. Right. Or that you... Or that your new iPhone has a fourth camera and that's yeah. going to make all the difference. That's right. Yeah. Somehow it's going to, I used to feel that way about a blank notebook. I was like, I can, what, what could I put in this? Yeah, yeah. So it's not just iPhones. It's just like this idea that you're looking for peace and love outside of you. When you talk about nothing is good or bad, going back to what we were saying at the beginning, and Val and I talk about this, it's like we do love each other uh, in in the in the dream there is this thing though that we're like, I meet your needs, you meet my needs. I reinforce that you are who you say you are. You reinforce that I am who I say I am. That's all beautiful and good. But the real love is like, can we, sometimes my wife and I will eye gaze. I don't know if you've ever done that. Sure. It's a gorgeous practice. Yeah. That's when Val and I love each other or, or when we're making love. Sure. You know what I mean? But <laughs> why did I say it like that? I didn't want to say fucking, but it's like when you, when you forget yourself, Yeah. when you, when it's just, you're experiencing this other person. Yeah. Who's somehow also a part of you. That's right. You're yeah. merging. Yeah. There's a merging and eye gazing is a great way to merge and a great way for sober people to trip. <laughs> My wife. Yes. A hundred percent. My wife is, uh, very fun and funny and there was a point where we were eye gazing and she said i just want you to know that everything you love about me is in your head and That's i was great and i was just wow. like what the fuck does that mean like it wow. spun me out a bit you know yeah. what i mean yeah um, wow she's far out man she is fun that's great yeah that look there's a there's a I think it's Dar Williams, the singer Dar Williams has a joke where it's all in your head and she says, so is everything. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. She's to me, she's picking up on the idea that you're building a, a, a story just like you build a story about yourself. You know, Ramdas would say love in the human way is like you are the catalyst that unlocks in me the place where I am love. Right. And and spirituality is is recognizing that and and maybe looking for a more reliable, because if your wife, as much as you love your wife, if my wife every time I comes home starts hitting me with a hockey stick, it's gonna you be, know what I mean? It's gonna be a it rough changes. time. Yeah, sure. It changes, and that's okay. Right. We don't have to be like, oh wow, we're so incapable of love. But I'm saying like human love isn't what I think. Byron Katie and Eckhart Tolle have coursing through their veins. No, that's something else. That's and that's what I'm after. That's empathy, but uh, yeah. but empathy's not even a big enough word, I yeah. think. And that's it's a very strange thing too because I, I as a practice, you know, the I think the most profound changes that I've experienced with myself have all been realizing that that whatever belief system I had in place about something mm. was all in my head. Yeah. And so if there's this idea that I have to do X, Y, and Z to experience something I want to experience, realizing that that was bullshit. Yeah. Right. And, and trying to change my belief system, uh, has been profoundly helpful to me. Yeah. Um, just the idea that, um, I am the 
effect of my environment mm. versus I am creating my environment, right? Because mm. one, I am just, uh, everything that happens is happening to me versus everything that happens I am responsible for. Mm. It's one thing to say it and believe it. Which is the one that you believe? Responsible well, or happening? I, I'm, I'm trying to be responsible <laughs> yeah. it, it, because, because I do believe that kind of analytically. Yeah. But then there's lots that happens where I go, I was not in control of that. And Absolutely. Every time I say to myself, I was not in control of that, I give away some of my right. power. Right. And so I try to believe that I am in control of everything because, do you, do you see what I'm saying? I like, do. Like getting angry with one of my kids. Um, my kid, you know, uh, plays their music too loud and it frustrates me. And this frustration that I'm feeling, I go, this is fake. Mm. I don't want to feel this. Mm. It's not real, but I still feel it. That's when you need Val. You know what I mean? Val would go, yeah. that's valid. She would say to me, cause I, that's one of my big triggers. Like I'll start sweating. Right. If, and, if and I hear you, someone else's music, and I then just you want to go, right. And then you want to go, but the sweat is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, my heart rate has increased. Well, that's what David Nickturn, a great Buddhist teacher and a friend of mine says, he goes, if it's all one, whose headache is this? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like, that's valid. Yeah. So, and, and Ramdas would say, you have to honor the incarnation. Right. And of course in miracles it would say, do what you're doing and get mad at your daughter. I know that might not be popular. People would be like, well, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Yeah. But you also, you're, you're just sort of observing like, well, there's, there's Ethan. I'm all for kindness. I'm all for not losing your temper. Sure. But you can also just be like, like I said, like, wow, Pete's getting stoned. Pete's in the danger zone. Yeah. There's the observer. So that's the other thing we're talking about. There's the ego and there's the body brain connection. And then I do think there's an awareness that is impartial and watching the whole thing unfold. That's it. And peace doesn't exist in your ego or in your mind. Right. You can't experience peace except briefly. Yeah. Maybe the moment of accomplishment or, or you know, <laughs> the first bite of tiramisu or whatever. Right. Maybe briefly you get this feeling of peace, but it's cheap. It's, it's well vodka. I, I think uh, the people you were talking about, Eckhart Tolle, um, I think they actually are there. Yeah, me too. That's that's the difference. I'm doing it as a, or trying to do it as a something where I go like, that's right. What they're experiencing, I think is right. It's a better yeah. way to live. This idea of empathy. But when I do it, it's still through the lens that is me. When I try to go like that person that I fundamentally disagree with on yeah. everything, how are they right? Yeah. Because they are. Right. Because I believe that they are. Right. Even though it's not what I believe. Right. How can I have empathy for them and allow them to be right? See, okay, well, if you want to know, so I'm studying A Course in Miracles right now. Yeah. They would say you can't. Right. Um, but when you recognize that it's a dream, like if you if it was a dream, a nighttime dream. <laughs> right. And someone was like, I think you know, something you don't believe. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> okay, look at this. Yeah. This is but wild. You would know it was all originating from you. Right. And they would say in this, in these metaphysics, fancy word for their belief, all that, that that's what's going on here that you can't actually forgive anybody. Right. Forgiveness fucking sucks. Mercy is where it's at. Yeah. Forgiveness is like, 
I forgive you, Ethan, because you called me Paul right. the other day. <laughs> You're still judging. I'm, I'm also still acknowledging it. I'm I'm holding it like succession, yeah. like currency. Like, oh, I have juice with you. I have something over you now. Mercy doesn't even acknowledge the problem. Yeah. That and I think Eckhart and By and Katie are in a, a place of mercy. But here's the trip. Aware your awareness is the same awareness as their awareness. Right. We're all on the same Wi-Fi signal. So when you're still and when you can quiet your mind, even just for a moment, you are that. You're the same thing. Yeah. So behaviorally, or if you stretch out time and go like, well, Ethan wasn't, and then he was, and then he wasn't. Oh, here he's mad at his kid for playing loud music. So he's not. You know, I get that. But like outside of, this is too far out, but like outside of time and outside of a story and outside of your identity, this, the consciousness that's looking out your eyes is the same as Jesus, it's yeah. the same as Buddha, it's the same as Katie and Eckhart, it's the same as everybody. It's, just, it's the only, there's nothing personal about it. Right. It's the same one. So we're not trying to create love, we're trying to remove the static the from nonsense. the radio. Yeah. yeah, that's all. And strangely, the place I find it most difficult is with me to myself. Yeah. And so there's, there's, I'm not going to get mad at my kids anymore and I'm going to make this a practice. And, and I actually have found that my actual irritability has gotten way softer, yeah. which is nice. Like, yeah. oh, I worked at this thing for a long time. I put real effort into it and it diminished. Yeah. And now when my kid's music is up, I either go like, I'm going to bop my head to this music, or if <laughs> wow. a neighbor complains, I'm going to go say, hey, the neighbor complained. Be cool if you turned it down. But I'm not sweating. I'm not angry. Wow. This is this is like a breakthrough for me. But me to myself, there is no filter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, there, you're getting the real, real. <laughs> there, well, there, there is no. <laughs> right from the source. <laughs> cut myself a break. It yeah. just happens. It's just instantaneous. It's difficult. You're hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that I I hear that, and now I will stick the landing on the compliment. I'm back at the hotel, and I'm like, I want to, and, and I wanted to know who these people are for you, because I was like, I'm going to order tiramisu, and then I was like, I don't want to tell Ethan on the podcast I ate tiramisu because I would, <laughs> right? At we least would I talk would. About it. Sure. Yeah, I, like I'm proud that I've reduced my shame enough that at least would laugh about it. Yeah. But I was like, I'd really rather podcast aside, just be like, and I didn't, and it was because I thought. Like, you know, those avatars. Yeah. I have a talk about the council of my ego. You put these good voices in your mind and, and some of them are spiritual voices. This is a part of be here now. It's like you either have mystical experience and you believe in it in your core of your being or a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier. You have faith that these other people aren't lying right. when they say they had it. So they become your counsel, whoever it might be. Um, but you were one of the floating heads. I love that. That's just sort of like, you know, it doesn't work, right? Like right. it's not going to work. Yeah. And you're like, postponing pleasure for the greater pleasure. It's like, I'll, I'll pay you for a hamburger today. It's like, that's one of the most sophisticated and difficult to master things in my life, which is like the pleasure of waking up. And this is where I go. If I have a, a binge and I wake up in the morning, it's usually one of the first things like licking a nine volt battery. I remember that I fucked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. so you're starting the day with that. Like, Ugh, fuck. 
just a little bit. Yeah. Even if I can turn around and be like, it's okay, it's fine. Like the Val self love, but but like that's what I'm trying to get better at because if it's one unit of pleasure to indulge, I'm gonna say it's like three or four to wake up in the morning and go like, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, and I'm I'm clean. Like through fasting, like I do intermittent fasting, I've gotten to like I haven't eaten yet today. The the pleasure of an empty stomach, the clean the cleanliness of it, like I, by that I don't mean morally. I just mean like you're running clean. Yeah, your brain, all the blood is in your brain. It's not in your stomach. It's not. No, for for me at work, to to your point, um, I, I don't fuck with craft services, so I'm not eating all day long. But then I do find that after lunch every day, and I'm even eating clean. I'm yeah, eating yeah. food I've brought for myself. That's all. Yep. the right food. I eat that, and and I go like. And it it doesn't always make me feel like I'm ready to run the rest of the day's marathon. Yeah. I, and what is it you're looking for? Right. Like that's the question I can't even answer. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not salty sweet. It's not, no, you know, it, to get into this a little bit too, growing up in my household and I always start these things by saying, I love my parents. They did the best they could, but they don't like each other. They're not like buddies. Right. <laughs> And the drug that was on offer to me was food. Yeah. So I can go like, like I remember realizing that you could lower your heart rate, sedate yourself with bread, with pasta, with whatever. Yeah. Eating a lot of it. It was actually the only, and this is actually in favor of this behavior, like me compassionate to myself. It was the only thing on offer. I couldn't. I couldn't like go for a drive. Right. I, I couldn't, I didn't know about exercise. I didn't know all these, didn't know about meditation. I didn't know anything. I was yeah. a fucking kid. You eat a box of Triscuits with orange juice. Like right. The salty sweet, you chase it. Yeah. Because it was so much stress and, and, and fear and discomfort. I didn't know what to do with it. And I'm still, you know, working that out and trying to replace it with positive thing i told you about cold exposure huge yeah. wonderful for addicts i want to do it it's really it. it, it, it's I, the, the way, best drug just in our conversation <laughs> about it i experienced fear i think i experienced a little bit of nervous sweat just yeah. talking to you about it last night because you're like this sounds like something i have to do and you're like fuck yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and it made me nervous and then this morning and here's me being open and honest i was getting into the shower going I should just run it cold and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like I, 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 I couldn't make myself do it. Okay. Nine things. One, one that I really want to say, cause to, to your point, it, cause it's so tempting. And I see this with the very fit, <laughs> you know, telling their war stories and, and, and how great or they Instagram their great workouts or whatever. And that's fine. That inspires people. But there's also sort of like a, a jealousy that I feel. When I sure. Feel. So I'm going to put that aside because I am proud that I'm good with cold. I think it has something to do with being Lithuanian. I'm not sure. I think it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It, it's something that I'm not crushing it in a lot of ways, but that I'm like, I do that because it has so much to do with my brain and my mood and all this sort of stuff. Um, the night. So I, I bought a, a cold plunge. It started at 60, which is the warmest it can be and still be beneficial. Fuck. I know. I know. It's crazy. And I got in it the first time. This is to relate to what you were saying. Yeah. 
I got in the first time. I swear my lips turned blue. I couldn't see myself, but I was like, my lips are blue. And I was shaking. Yeah. And I think I tried to do it for two minutes and couldn't do it. And it was brutal. And then the next day, did it again at 60. Way easier. The second day, instantly, the curve on it is incredible. Okay. Like, it's one of the most satisfying things about it is you get better very fast. And then this is the, I, I don't remember how long it took me. But I eventually, I wanted to get down to 39, which is the lowest it goes. Right. And I got it to 39. And the night before, I knew I was going to do it in the morning. And the night before I did it, I had nightmares. Yeah. Like the whole night, my body was like, this fucking lunatic is going to put us in 39 degree water. Right, it sounds dangerous. Right, it's, it, yeah. No, it'll tell you. It's like, is this okay? Like I did the research at... You have to train up to it. Yeah. But like, you're like, is my heart going to explode? Am I going to lose a toe to frostbite? Exactly. Legitimate concerns. It's the, now I don't have anything. I don't have any like gym gusto. I'm not the guy stacking plates and getting it up, but I will go to a spa and I'll watch buff ass motherfuckers get in a 60 degree (laughs) cold plunge that I'm like in there smoking a cigarette. Like I couldn't be calmer and they get out right away. And I'm like, you know, I never get this feeling. I never get to be the guy that's like, you cold, bro? <laughs> right, right, but you do. But I finally do. And it, it's, it's, it's okay. It's a little bit overrated, but I like the, the sensation of being like, I trained at something. But now, like this morning, I, 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 what I do, they say 30 minutes of cardiovascular is as good as taking an antidepressant. So right. I try very hard to get that. Yeah. That's, that was the game we were going to play. I don't know how much time we have. We have some time. I, was, I wanted to play What Am I Doing Wrong with Ethan Supley. Okay. But <laughs> because, because that's what we do when we talk this is just mic. Yeah, this is like, by the way, this is us at work. Yeah, that's right. But you, get, you corrected all these things, and I want to share those things. But I'll go on the treadmill at like a seven or eight incline, and I'll just walk for 30 minutes at 4.2. Right. So it's not a run, but it's pretty fast walk do that for 30 minutes and then I get in the cold shower at this point it's not hard wow it's you you remember I told you it's a forced meditation you have to be present you can't you can't not be doing it yeah which is a nice we're back to the bubble of looking for porn or climbing a rock sure there's this like I'm here you have to tell yourself this is life it's like climb it's like yes yeah this is like under a waterfall after a hike beautiful amazing like picture a, a guy or a girl under a waterfall like a freezing waterfall like do they look happy yeah they look fucking happy right something's happening something's happening yeah that's a, and talk about addiction it's like you're looking for the experience of being alive sure that's what richard Rohr, who's a great teacher of mine no and, says and that's what and, and tr- addicts have yeah truly the the ritual surrounding it is as important and then your brain so it's not me it's not willpower your brain actually makes the connection that this will get you high yeah and then i sometimes i'll go like let's treat myself i'll take a hot shower and it comes on and i'm like it's like getting a hot glass of water in like at a bar (laughs) you're like what is this right you want like ah so so really the point i'm trying to make about it is it takes time, but eventually your brain will catch up and go, this gets you high. Yeah. Because <laughs> I told you, right. seven minutes, sometimes I'll do seven minutes and 39, and then I get in my hot tub, which is 104. No better feeling. My wife and I call it the full body jizz. You get in wait. and you're just like, and as a soby person, mostly sober. <laughs> California California sober. sober. 
we rarely, but it's it's amazing. And yeah. then you'll actually get. To, you were talking about this with sore muscles. Like it's hard for you to get sore muscles. I now have to like not do it. Yeah. So that so when that I do it, better. it'll be better. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to experience this. I really yeah. can't. I, I, I'm not thinking about the cold so much yeah. because I would experience fear yeah. right now yeah. if I did. Yeah. But, but it, I want everything you just described. It becomes something you really do look forward to. And when you know that it has a lot to do with mood and neuroconnectivity and, and metabolism and, and recovery and all that's great. Yeah. I'm doing it to get high. Right. <laughs> and, and, and when it's really good, it'll last the whole day. Wow. And if you're in like, that's not always true, but like I remember when I was, I was doing a TV show a couple of years ago and it became this routine that I would exercise, get in the cold plunge, and the high would last all day. Like I'd look for it at four o'clock and I'm like, I still feel wow. this like jolt. Yeah, I know I, I'm missing something if I don't exercise. Yeah. I'm off. It's a it's a, a, a night and day difference to me. So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That thing yeah. like you find five o'clock in the afternoon right. and you're going like, can I still feel the benefits of what I did this yeah. morning at yeah. 8 a.m.? 100%. And you can. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And cold plunge to me is harder than working out. Like for me, working out, like lifting, which I'm new at, I'm always like, my hands are sore. Sure. You know, like, do I really want to? Oh, feel but, but stupid. And then to that point, <laughs> when I do deadlifts, yeah. I get a pinch on my the palm of my hand. And when I'm going to bed that night, I feel that and you soreness know you did it. and it and I like it. I welcome it. That's what it is. Yeah. So to me it's about becoming addicted. It's like use the operating software that you came with. And right. one of the things is your brain resists pain and pursues pleasure. And that is one of the most it's not actually embarrassing but I'm going to call it embarrassing. It's just this like embarrassing basic program that everyone is running yeah avoid pain pursue pleasure it's fucking stupid yeah it's really stupid so hack it yeah like that's what this i'm always is, trying this to do is it though you can hack these things yeah and you get addicted to something totally good. And, and and change it yeah and that's those activities are, are you're getting those reward chemicals because you know either it was hard to find food that was that dense in fat and calories when we were cave people or you you kept your heart healthy, both get you feeling good. That's why I like the language of high. I used to eat raw vegan, I was like, why? It gets me high, yeah. and it does. Yeah. I'm not gonna say, eating raw vegan's fucking dope. Like, it wouldn't work for you. Fuck, you added raw to I it. I did raw vegan for a while. Are they, are you uh, dehydrating things? Are you doing that at all, or is it just raw? It was, you can, I could only do it in LA. Okay. And it was when I was doing my talk show, and you can tell, if you watch those some of those clips, like the first time I did Conan, I was like two, I think I was 280. And I'm wearing what looks like a painter's smock. Like just like a shirt that was enormous. I don't, it's terrible. It's a good set. And then I did it again, I think six months later. Talk about why we do things. I was in a toxic relationship, fine person, just the relationship wasn't working. Uh, we broke up. I did a 30 day juice fast, yeah. which I really, what, I can't recommend it. I'm not a doctor. For me, I'm one of those people I watched all the Netflix documentaries. I was like, I'm going to do this. But why? It's because I had just gotten out of a repressed situation. So you wanted to like, uh, it was almost like saging your body. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, more than you know, yeah. like something's wrong. I got to clean it out. And I did a 30 day juice fast. 
I think after a week or two, I started eating things that I would juice. So I got some fiber. Yeah. But like if I would juice an apple, I would just eat an apple because I was in a writer's room. So I, I bent the rules in that. Way. Yeah. I'm super into all of these things. I don't talk about them a lot simply because I think that the majority of the because I use them wrong. Because what I think uh, a juice fast, yeah, intermittent fasting, yeah, um, any of the things where I think of it as a tool for a specific purpose that it can be used well, yeah, like that you can. But if if I'm if I'm being as broad and general as possible, I'm talking to people simply about weight loss, and I think that in the pursuit of losing weight, when we have these minds where it's like, well, I'll just do that, yes. I think the idea of doing a juice fast in the pursuit specifically of weight loss, especially if that's your whole plan, yeah. is not a great idea. Right. Because it might not be, it's not sustainable. For it's not sustainable. <laughs> and, and then and then what's your backup plan? What's your plan to keep the weight off? Well, what's your, you're saying a that lot as of, an addict. Like, yeah. you're, you're, we get these flare-ups and I'm, I'm going to do something nuts. Right. I just watched a clip of this. It was on Dr. Huberman's podcast, I think. And somebody was like, the science shows that you should actually find the thing that is sustainable for you. Right. And I also think I would add to that. You want to get in touch with the why of it, like mission statements. So I think it's a, a balance. I like yeah. it at least as necessary. Yeah. Yeah. 50, 50. Yeah. What you're going to do and what you can stick to. And also like, why are you doing this? I do this when I sit down to write a movie script. I'm like, why are you doing this? Because right. if the answer is money, eat fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like if you're young and scrappy and struggling, yeah, go for money. But if you're like at a certain cruising altitude and you're just like, be great to have more money, like <laughs> right. eat fucking shit and you're not going to do it. Yeah. You need to write like what? Like I have a post on my note. It's like humbly and proudly return what I've been given is, is a big one. That's from Richard Rohr. Right. It's, it's a paradox, but you humbly and proudly share what you've been given, share what you've learned, share what's helped you. That, that's a good mission statement, but restore connection, reduce fear. These, these are things that I want to like do for people and do for myself. Yeah. And one of the best ways to do it for yourself is to try is to give it. Right. I, mean, I put that in quotes. Um, anyway, so I did the 30 day juice fast and then, from there, I, I moved into raw veganism, which was really easy. Because when you're getting that level of, I think it's phytonutrients and all the free radicals are dying in your body. My skin, you could have cooked a marshmallow on my skin. Yeah. So the second Conan I did, and now I'm 230. Right. So I lost 50 pounds. Big deal. And my skin is radiant. I, it's weird to say. You look like you've had a proper makeover. Yeah, I look like I just got back from Hawaii. Right. But all I did was a lot of dark green juice and a lot of raw. So I realized that like I am a, a positive body type. I thrive on vegetables. Yeah. And I and raw vegetables are really, really great. So I still try and do that. But I, I've, I've worked in other stuff. And now so for the you told me the one tip that I'm sure you've shared on this podcast before. I was doing plant based protein because I was like, that's that's just like what I know. I'm like, plants are good for me. You were like, try whey protein. And I was resistant, but you said there's no lactose and it. it's not like eating cheese. No. I thought it was kind of like eating cheese. No, it's literally they've they've separated however they do that molecularly. Yeah. The, the components and it's just the protein, which is crazy. Yeah. I think the lactose is in the carbohydrate of milk. Yeah. And so they've pulled all that out, which is amazing. The protein. Like wizards or somewhere. Sure. In a, in yeah. a dairy farm. But 
I was resistant and I've swapped and then Val swapped to whey protein. And like, it keeps you so much, like it's night and day. It's yeah. like so full. It actually feels like the feeling of protein. Whereas before, just for my body, I was like, yeah, this is fine. But now I'm like, I look forward to it. It has like a solid grounded kind of feeling to it. But I, I was also, I'd love for you to share what you, what you told me. Cause I was like, I don't understand why workouts are so complicated. I, on a good week, I'll lift weights three times a week Yeah, for about 35 minutes. And it's some leg stuff, but it's mostly upper body because that's all I really, I know that's a cliche, but it's like, I'll do deadlifts. I'll do some uh, resisted step ups and stuff like that. Uh, but it's a lot of like triceps, biceps, chest, shoulders. Um, yeah, those yeah. abs. I don't remember like what I told you. Well, I this is what I said to you. I said, because I was going around acting like I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I don't understand. I do this workout, the machine, it's a tonal, so it ups the weight for me. Right. So it's always heavier. It's always getting slightly heavier. And I'm like, a lumberjack goes out into the woods and cuts fucking logs and he gets jacked. Yeah. Why can't I just do this fucking thing? Why do I have to like change it and muscle confusion or what? I don't know what the things yeah. are. And you tell the people, I mean, would you mind? Well, th th they're doing that all day long. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the difference. All the live long day. So we have to trick our bodies yeah. and make it progressively heavier. Well, th so since you told me that, so the two things have changed. Well, there's more than that. I'm taking fiber because I have um, high, the non-food cholesterol, LDL. just genetic cholesterol. Yep, high LDL. So I've been taking, putting psyllium fiber in my smoothie. And I also just, you saw me take a handful of those yeah. pills. Almost every meal, I'll do that. And then I, I take whey protein now. And when I work out now on my second set, so I just do two sets of this. So it's, you know, bench and f flies and all these different things that I like. And then on the second set, I'll go until, so it's 10 reps or it's 15 reps. I'll go until I can't. Right. That's, that's what I got from you. It was yeah. like, you can't go any longer. Yeah. I mean, look, the machine's probably got some computer in it that's telling you what to do, right? Like it's, yeah. it's you said it's increasing the weight. It increases the weight and it bases it on your strength score and all that. You know what else it does that <laughs> you might think is cool? is it increases the weight on the on the decline oh wow so it it's uh, hitting the muscle group both ways yeah yeah it, it has all this like science and so it, let's say it's i'm doing bench flies or something and it's 20 on the way back it's 30 right <laughs> and i try and go real slow yeah slow is i think slow really what you're doing is time under tension with your muscles and so it tells you time under slow tension. is yeah. really really good you see some guys in there going really fast and i I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I think you're way more prone to get injured and your form For can sure. go out and, it, and it's and just less time under tension. It's again, it's like a clue of the universe. The Things only thing like I don't work. The only thing I hope with your machine is that it gives you a break. Like at some point, if it's constantly going up and up and up at some point, it's got to say, okay. You've worked out hard for a period of time. Let's let you recover for a minute. When and you start, you can hit recovery weight. Okay. But I never do that. Well, you might you want to because you want to bleed off the fatigue that your muscles are accumulating over time. Oh, interesting. And then, and, and, and recovery weight is perfect. You don't want to do nothing in that right. time, but you do want a, a little week long break where you're not 
but I, but again, I work out six times, six days a week. So maybe yeah. I'm building yeah. more fatigue than yeah. three days a week. So I, yeah. I don't know if, but if we think about something's constantly increasing at a certain point, it can't increase. Right. Or your body says, fuck you, I'm going to break. Something's going to get hurt so that you can't do Well, that's what, anymore. and I know you know this. Every time in my life when I've been like, okay, I'm going to commit to an exercise program or yoga or whatever it is, I do overdo it and I hurt myself. Yeah. And it, every single time. And you're like, shit, man. Yeah. This is what it is. This is why people stop. My entire, I've had knee surgeries, I've had bicep surgeries, and my entire exercise routine is literally about how can I do this forever and not have to stop because I've damaged myself. It's like what we were saying. Yeah. So here's a question for you. So on a day like today, it's three o'clock. We, we have a, we have oh, a, yeah, a Zoom with in Sony. Seven minutes. In seven minutes. <laughs> An important yeah. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't eaten today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But I, I, I'm. I'm we're going to just keep talking. Sure. I know the podcast may end, but I, yeah. I'm not yes, done, this is, I'm not this done is with not, you. No, we're, no, you really are like a hero to me. I think you're awesome. No, thank you. But I also just love your mind and morality and all these different things. It's fascinating. So you're going to do my podcast and we'll get into all of wait. that. I know it's, it's incredible. But here's my question for you. So again, I have that addict mind and, and today I'm like, oh, I'll, I'm going to be good. I'm going to like, I'm not going to eat until four o'clock today which is really just one o'clock my body's time but like i'm fasting and i'm i'm drinking my sodium my element water and keeping it real light having a little coffee but i i get the feeling that you might tell me something like well you're you're starving your fat but you're also starving your muscles no i i i think um that in the science quote unquote that if if you if you if you it, it really depends if you want to optimize protein timing for muscle growth or something like that that it becomes more important when you're talking about weight loss which i believe is your goal right now or fat loss yeah. more specifically with the retention of lean tissue and yeah. muscles yeah it becomes less important so your daily calories mount uh, count the amount you eat in the day matters like if you overeat you're not going to reduce fat yeah and then for preservation of muscle protein matters so you, but outside of that the timing becomes less and less relevant i see so 
if if you're going to be a bodybuilder and you want your muscles to get really big, you got to eat protein constantly. I, I, I think it matters more. You yeah. want the doses of protein throughout the day. Like the rock. We right. watch the thing where the rock's like, I eat six times a day, which I think is that's a different. Right. I'm also <laughs> like, he works out constantly. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think for what you're doing, it, it matters less. Okay. Yeah. I do know that there is like a, a magical kind of window post-workout where you've uh, depleted your muscles of carbohydrates and all the carbs can go really quickly back into your muscles oh. in that time. Um, but again, like what would you personally be using that for? Are you going to do a photo shoot where you want to see that pump? Yeah. Or, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. is that it? Are you looking for energy that you're going to use? Really? Anything you eat right now isn't going to be used right now. It takes right. a long time to digest it and to store it. And it's going to be used in the future. Yeah. And probably tomorrow at right. this point. Right. Um, right. So does it really matter? I don't think so. But if you wait too long and then eat a bunch of garbage that could be a problem you know there's well, that those can be problems the reason i don't the reason i like intermittent fasting it's the same like after you you're open about your nicotine oh yeah that's okay yeah, <laughs> this is my last vice <laughs> no i know that's how i feel about coffee yeah and and i guess i do coffee too yeah not not that it's a vice but no like but a it thing is thing that changes bit. your state sure yeah uh, something outside of you but an unearned game yeah exactly <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah it's free a, a free Give it to me. very easy to win game that yeah. makes you feel better and and different yeah. different and better but the reason i again going back to leaning into your operating system i consider myself an addict i'm not trying to belong to any community sure i'm saying that's how i feel like i'm very black and white I'm very, if you're going to do it, just do it. That's why I don't drink. Yes, I could possibly have times where I was drinking and it, I, I was never a car keys up my ass kind of guy, <laughs> but I was, that's a Robin Williams line. But I, I was like, if I drink on Monday, I drink on Tuesday and then I'm going to drink more and more and more and more. And now I'm drinking like, you know, way too much. I don't want to be that guy that brags about how much drink. No, but like, I'm always going to up it and it's not working. So yeah. it's easy for me to say no. So, okay. I do well with black and whites. That's what the addict brain does. So intermittent fasting to me has so much to do with like, I'm going to stop now. Like yeah. you put in the nicotine pouch when you're done. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I need that. I need this timer on my phone going Yeah. because then like the cold showers, I can change the association and go, I'm not starving myself. I'm already three hours into my fast. Right. Like that's incredible. And I don't want to start over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So like. I need those boundaries so no, much more. I think it's a very useful tool. Yeah. If it's used that, they're, they're often sold as it doesn't matter what you eat, just eat in these four windows. And that's yeah. just basically not true. Like that's people also can binging. fuck that up. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, not good for me. Right. I'm like, eat healthy. But okay, the 30-day the juice fast, that's also extreme. That's another thing that's a using the addict mentality to be like, I'm all in with this. Yeah. And I even like leaning into the, isn't it weird? Like as a, as, as a guy who likes attention, like I'm doing something fucking weird, yeah. right? Like I liked that. I did Lean too. into that. Yeah. It's okay. I agree. I like that too. You know, right now I'm eating a lot of chia seeds and I find it and I, it somehow conjures images of my mother as a hippie when I was a kid yeah. and just granola shit that I've 
utterly fought against for most of my life where I'm now like, I'm, I guess I'm one of those hippies. I mean, yeah. let's hear it. We'll close with what's in my smoothie. Ready? <laughs> Tell me what's wrong. I, ch- I swapped uh, almond milk. I was using oat milk because it's just better. It has sugar in it. Yeah. That's why it's better. It's so delicious. So, um, it's so good. <laughs> oat milk in Cheerios because oh that's oat God. on oat. Yeah. Fucking dope. Yeah. I- I'm using uh, almond milk or I- I'll just make my own, just almond butter and water. Uh, often put almond butter in it, just raw almond butter, because there's, why is there 20 calories in this almond milk? Because there's no almonds right. in it. So I'm adding that. Chia seeds for fiber and omegas that you told me about, uh, but that was in there. Now I understand why. Um, flax seed, but whole flax seed that I grind in it. I think that reduces your risk of colon cancer by like 30% yeah, for males. It's insane. Yeah. Also good for your brain. Whey protein. I put two scoops in it now because wow. I'm like, that's just... That's the first meal of the day. That's awesome. Keeps me going longer. Yeah. Um, let's see. You're getting 50 grams of protein in there. That's I know. Great. It's, a, it's a ton. Yeah, yeah. Because you were like, maybe your weight in uh, whatever ounce per, per grams. grams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not there, but I'll do more. And then a fuck ton of like a super green blend, which is like bok choy, kale, spinach, something like that. But like dark green, a ton of that. I took out the peanut butter. Yeah. And I went to almond butter, but just a little bit. Um, blueberries, strawberries, and then a little psyllium. I'm, I'm definitely forgetting. Oh, cre- I put creatine, five Creatine's grams of creatine best, in it. Yeah. And that sounds like a very well balanced meal to me. It works for me. Yeah. I would eat that. It's just like the cold plunge, man. Sorry to be a broken record, but no. it's like people think I, I'm doing it because it's like, oh, I'm be, like healthy. I fucking love it. Yeah. You train yourself to go like, this has more nutrition than the average person gets in a month yeah. in one thing. yeah, And maybe that's elitist, but you're like, no, I'm just trying to train myself to crave something good. I don't think it's elitist when it's utterly available. Yeah, everything I mentioned, by the way, right? I, I know Amazon is, you know, people aren't always fond of Amazon. Uh, oh, and Brazil nuts, because of the, what is it, your thyroid? I don't know. They say it's very good for your thyroid. Okay. So I put like four Brazil nuts in it. Okay. This is all Dr. By Cuban the way, I like stuff. four, four. That's what he eats. Yeah. He's great. Have I you had him on? No, but he's awesome. This is the first sunny day in Toronto. I We're ran inside. out. I, no, I know. I, uh, we, we have to do a Zoom. Oh, Pete. we got to go. I ran out to get it. That's that's the Huberman tip. First day, start with sunlight. Okay. Pete, thank you very much. I love this. Me too. We're I out. can't wait to use, do yours. Bye. Yeah. And now for the Q&A. I've got a question for you from Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Andrew says, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've always been severely overweight and you are an inspiration to me. At the height of my obesity, I was over 450 pounds. In 2019, I started working out and reevaluating my nutrition and lifestyle. In 2021, I had lost almost 250 pounds. That's amazing. So great. I was doing weight training and hot yoga, working out for at least a few hours a day, and I reached my goal. I then had skin removal surgery, and it was a huge success. I healed well, and I followed the guidelines for activity. Since then, though, I have had a hard time figuring out how to get back to my all-in mindset. I began to negotiate with myself and say, well, I put in the hard work. Why not live a little? You deserve it. I have now kind of plateaued. I just can't seem to get back to the mindset that I need to be in. Uh, He says, I gained a bit of the weight back, but not a lot. 
I'm hovering around 260 to 270. I don't have a set goal, but I do need to lose some more fat and renew my healthy lifestyle. Do you have any tips for getting back on the horse and finding a way to dig deep and find the capability I obviously have, but lost track of? Yeah. Okay. My, my initial thoughts are, look, I, I know some people exercise for a few hours a day, but the ones I can think of off the top of my head who do that long term are professional athletes. I, I train at um, a mixed martial arts gym and everybody else there but me is a professional mixed martial artist and they work out a lot. They work out a hell of a lot more than I do. They work out at least twice a day and sometimes they're doing three workouts a day and it, clocks in at a few hours a day of, of real training. When I hear about Andrew, a guy who wants to lose weight and doesn't sound to me like a professional athlete, a few hours a day sounds like way too much to me. And it sounds like so much that reads to me like not sustainable. Like that's not, not something I could, you know, I couldn't do that for very long. I, I did an insane amount of cardio for a couple of years. And then I just, my body just said, fuck you, man. We're not doing this anymore, you know? And and no amount of like, no, I really enjoyed riding my bike. My body would go like, not, we didn't like it, you know? Um, I I love thinking about my body as separate from me and like yeah. that these two entities are battling somehow, <laughs> right? And who mm -hmm. am I in that equation? I don't know. <laughs> Some ambiguous thing mm -hmm. that's trying to steer my body around and my body's going like, fuck you, dude. Um, so, Andrew, my suggestion, you lost the majority of the weight that you need to lose, right? 260, 270 down from four something. So good. You haven't fucking completely blown it. Yeah, I understand you've gained a little bit of weight. Fine. Why not take your fucking time with whatever weight you want to lose and do it real slowly? Why don't you take the next year and a half to lose whatever amount of weight you have and in the process, learn how to eat for the rest of your life so you don't gain it back? Real slow. Find a a one hour a day exercise routine that you can do forever. You know, I think I, I would be willing to bet that every person on earth could do some exercise for an hour a day. And I'm not talking about, you don't have to kill yourself by the way, start off not killing yourself at all. Start off where you think like, was that even exercise and gradually increase it, but don't, you don't have to do, excuse me, sorry. You don't have to do, multiple hours a day um, and eat nothing and be miserable. You don't like this idea that you have to be all in, in my opinion, all in doesn't my version of all in is literally how can I do this thing forever? And I have to be really honest with myself because I'm a delusional guy and there will be times where I'm like, yeah, I can ride my bike eight hours a day for the rest of my life every day, take one day off a week. And on that day, I'll only do four hours. There were certainly moments where I had this thought like, yes, I'm going to do this forever. And and then if I had like a super rational, rational, rational 
portion of myself, sit down with the irrational portion of myself and go, let's really game plan this. How are you going to do that? How are you going to make a living riding your bike eight hours a day for the rest of your life? How are you going to treat your kids when you've you know, at the end of every eight hour bike ride, I was in no mood to play with my kids. I was exhausted, right? What is the rest of your life going to be? So treat yourself well, like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to be nice to myself. I'm going to, what is the version of that where your entire life is in harmony? I don't know if you have a family or you have friends or you have hobbies or you have other interests or whatever it is where every single point in that whole, like, if we thought about every aspect of your life as a universe, the whole universe is thriving and your plan works within it, right? Forever, not just to lose 20 or 30 pounds, forever. And that is what I focus on. That That is how I think of being all in. If I'm working out so hard, I don't have the energy to do anything else. That's a total waste of time. If I'm starving myself so much that I don't have energy to do anything else. That's also a waste of time. It's a a very short-sighted goal in my opinion, where it was for me, where I'm looking at, I just need to lose this weight. I just need to punish myself into losing this weight. It always comes back. And so to Andrew, I would say like, figure out a much easier, um, more uh, friendly to the other departments in your life, whatever they are, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, you have friends who miss you, um, who aren't only interested in exercise and dieting, um, hobbies, anything like that, that can get you active. Like take your friends on a walk. By the way, walking is great exercise for weight loss. So, you know, maybe three days a week, you're just walking. And I know for a guy who was killing himself for a few hours a day at a gym, that sounds like not a lot, but I'm telling you in the long term, it really pays dividends. That's my, that would be my suggestion. That's awesome. Andrew, tell us how it goes. Let us know, keep in touch. And for anyone else out there with a question, we're always happy to have them. You can email us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.